Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Ah, uh, no, I haven't. Never Not at all. Not even kind of. On my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see, see you at another time. This highway. No, no, not even a little bit. For another place, right to the hook, right? Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep this budget live. The not-so-live variety from the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. This is the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill. It's kind of the corner of it. I used to do it at the actual bar, but I don't anymore because I got this Goodwill desk to do it at <laughs> down here in the corner. Down in the corner. And I hope all you low-lifers are doing well out there. I'm feeling good, man. This is uh, This is the podcast for Monday, October the 9th, and... That's one day before my baby boy, my my firstborn, turned 16 years old. So on Tuesday, October the 10th, if you if you feel like the head low lifer here is sad and uh, it's a bittersweet day, then then you will be correct because I'm not handling it well. Uh, I'm very proud, very proud of my kids and, and especially just like the young men they're becoming and, and just too cool, man. They're, they're my, no offense to anybody else in the world, but they're like my two favorite people to hang out with. They really are. And, uh, and it's just so much more fun than I could have ever imagined, especially at the ages they're at right now. But, but on Tuesday, Hudson Lee will drive out of the driveway by itself. And I really don't know how to process that. I'll be honest. I am. I turned forty this year. I got that going on. Rider Man turns thirteen. Yeah, this coming January, and it's just there's just a lot of changing going on, man. A lot of changing. But um, so happy birthday to HLD. We got. I had to be down in Tampa for uh, boo for work, and <clears throat> for most of the week, and it was their fall break. I ended up uh, switching a flight around and got back a little early. And was able to get them out on the water for just a couple of hours uh, Thursday afternoon, and then we we fished all day Friday down at Smith Lake in Alabama. That's it's my favorite thing about them when it comes to fishing is is I really and y'all know this I don't fish as many tournaments obviously anymore as I used to, and and I really uh, I just enjoy I enjoy going to new lakes with them. I enjoy just just fishing with them and figuring things out and what they like to do and and kind of taking my brain out as far as Hey, I, I, this is what I want to do on the water. And I'm the same way when it comes to music or whatever. Like you guys kind of tell me what y'all are into. And, and it's funny. There's always a lot of common ground there, but I let them pick. I'm like, where do you want to go? And they love Smith Lake and Smith is not easy 
in the fall by any stretch of the imagination. And, and they're used to it in the spring because they go get a lot of bites because Smith is that kind of place, especially when them spots are spawning and stuff. And they've been many times since they were a little bitty. And it's a couple hours from the house, and they love it. That's their pick. Like, that's where we went on spring break this year for a couple of days. We got to go. That's where they want to go. So we went, and uh, and Ryder has this new thing where – he is obsessed with swim baits. He's obsessed with them. And I'm not talking about just necessarily like giant glides, but like he loves bull shads. He likes, and Hudson does too, but they like, they like that. They, they, they love that. And, uh, we stopped at a tackle store on the way down and that I told, I told, uh, you know, pick out a couple things, whatever. And that's uh, fall break. And I was getting, uh, dad was buying a couple glide baits. And Ryder was like, hey, I want one of these. And it was that storm, uh, storm, excuse me, Spro Sashimi swimmer, the Brian New. Shout out to Brian New. Little buddy Brian. I, I believe he designed it, but it's a very cool. It's like Sabeel-ish swimmer, and it's legit. We call several on it. But Ryder is just like all about it. He's throwing a bullshit. He's, he's just obsessed with it. He's also obsessed with live scope. And it's uh, it's just funny to hear his perspective on live scope and like, he doesn't think he's like, I mean, there aren't any here. Why are we here? <laughs> you pull up and don't see him. He's like running the trail of money. Like he's like, oh, look, dad, there's three. Boop. Those swim around there. He's anyways, he's got a pretty doll and it's, it's really cool to see for a 12 year old. And then Hudson on the other hand is like, we caught so many more fish before we had live scope. This sucks. <laughs> But at the same time, he's like, oh, look, there's one. And he's throwing at them. It's so funny. The two different things. Ryder's like, with this weapon in my hand, staring at this weapon, I am invincible. And Hudson's like, can we please go skip a jig under a dock, please? He's like his dad when it comes to that for the most part. But I, I got two uh, I got two fishermen, man. They're good fishermen. They can hang all day. They love it. But uh, Ryder is going to be expensive. You give Hudson some LOB jigs and send him on his way or a square bill or whatever, whopper plopper. He likes to throw a top water. He's good to go. He likes to throw a mag draft around. But Ryder is like just sending me freaking Instagram stuff of big glides and all custom Japanese. He's like JDM. He's starting to look at this stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, we're going to have to stop this trend because it's going to get expensive for daddy. Uh, on the old uh, base, but super, super good couple days with the boys there. Uh, no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. But just funny seeing the difference. But Hudson did look at me and go, I think we caught way more fish before we had live scope. <laughs> now, granted, when we had, he was 11 uh, when we didn't have live scope, and he's caught a lot of bass because of live scope. So don't, don't get me wrong, but it was just so funny. It was like, because Ryder's like, it's amazing. He'll do anything to argue with his brother. Ryder's like, live scope changed our lives. And Hudson's like, I want to take it off the boat. Tell Garmin I said it, Dad. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but a great, you know, short, short day and a half in the boat there. Uh, the Express, probably our last trip, man. And the Express, to be honest, is a, in this Express before we uh, we send that one to a new home. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I got to tell this one. I got to tell this one on my, on one of my buddies. So in Tampa for work, you know, I always got to get y'all called up get y'all caught up on the bizarre things in my life and what happens 
in Tampa for work, and uh, we were staying down in Ebor City. And if you've never been to Ebor City, it's a trip. It's a it's a good time, but it's a trip down there. And we were staying there. We couldn't get close to the convention center, so we were staying down there. And I'd taken uh, some fine folks out to dinner one night, and I get a call from uh, a buddy that will remain nameless for his own safety in life. And he says, two blocks away from where you're at right now, there is an inflatable wrestling ring and mud wrestling. <laughs> and I think he said midgets <clears throat> at the same time as well. And I was like, well, hell, there's no distance too far to walk for that. And so we went, and uh, all I can tell you is, so if you ever get a call from your buddy that says, hey, I'm in Ebor City. Hey, there's an inflatable wrestling ring. Hey, there's mud wrestling. Just hang up. Don't go. <laughs> because Lord have mercy. It was not a good scene. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you people is, you low lifers is, is, uh, there are levels of just insanity in life that you run into sometimes. And I, I think somewhere uh, near the top for me is not not mud. It was actually chocolate and a lot of baby oil. And it was weird at this bar, like country music bar. It's totally weird. Some ladies, and they weren't good wrestlers. I'll just be honest. Like, I, I'm a WWF fan from way back in the day. Shout out Stone Cold. And... They were terrible. They had terrible form. You know, just a disgrace to the name of uh, pro wrestling. But uh, there were members of the audience that could sign waivers and get in there and mix it up with them, and they were doing that. They were doing that. And those gentlemen, when they got home with chocolate and uh, and whatnot all over there, just looked like, you know, they're going out clothes, right? Like, I don't know how you explain that when you get home. And a friend of mine, again, another friend of mine that will remain nameless. We were apparently in the splash zone. And one time when there was a really crazy, uh, move off the top rope, chocolate splashed all over the crowd, luckily missing, uh, me and got all over my head on it. Cause we went to a trade show all day. Then we go to dinner and then we're at this. I mean, this is hours later. You've been working all day. You've been doing your thing all over his nice dress pants, man. Chocolate from one end of to the other. I had to burn them before he went anywhere else. So somewhere at the top of my list of craziest places slash shouldn't be there slash can't look away because it's like a train wreck is watching wrestling in chocolate in an inflatable look like a kid bouncy house set up in the middle of a bar. And the man that is refereeing, and I use man, he was a little man, little fella a luchador wearing a uh, kind of guy in a mask and a speedo. And he was the referee and we called him tripod and I'll leave it at that. It was a wild, wild experience in Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, Ebor city. Uh, if you're ever there and somebody calls you, just hang up. <laughs> now that you know what in the hell I've been doing in life, let's thank some sponsors. Then we're going to get into this thing. Start trying kicking ethanol in the teeth. And your weed eater and your chainsaw, most importantly, and your bass boat in that outboard engine this time of year. You're leaving the boat in the garage longer than you should, but it's hunting season. I get it. Some parts of the world, the water gets a little hard this time of year. Put some StarTron in your tank, protect that outboard engine, so the next time you go to crank it, that ethanol does not set up in there, gum up the works, and ruin your next day on the water. StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth. It's available so many places. 
so many places. Check out all of their products. And on the Starbright side of things, they got the cleaning products to keep you looking good. StarTron. ProGuide Batteries, ProGuideBatteries.com. ProGuideBatteries.com. LBL10 is where you let them know you're a low lifer. And you can save money on, in my opinion, the best lithium batteries in the game right now, the most affordable. I'm consistently blown away. I know I say that. I know it sounds like a broken record, but I'm telling you, these batteries have never failed me since I've been using them, whether that be the AGMs or now the lithiums. I, and I stand on my trolling motor. If you fish with me, Fat Cat was joking about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's great going with you. You just go 100 miles an hour. But I do, especially this time of year, I cover a lot of water, and those trolling motor batteries are legit. The new cranking batteries are also legit. Cannot wait to uh, – I'm really going to run a full lithium system next year, I believe, in the Express X21 Pro, the new one coming up. So uh, ProGuyBatteries.com, check them out out baitworks.com bait-wrx.com is where you can find basically anything you need in the fishing tackle world i mean anything they got they got if you're rider dunking they got swim baits ask me how i know if you're if you're like if you're like me that in hudson they got the lob jigs the only jig with the lbl logo on the package and it is time i caught some fish on an lob this past week seven Custom finer than frog hair skirts, custom trocar hook, a power finesse jig. It is time for the LOB, but don't just take my word for it. Order some, try them out. Let me know how that goes. You can use code Duncan 10 to let Baitworks know you're a low lifer and do not order it if you do not want them to show up at the door. Baitworks.com. Last but not least, you can hang the imaginary banner. You can take the banner away from Low Budget Live. But we'll find ways. We got the, the the new transparent logo that pops up, huh? Yeah, look at me. Look at me with all this all this craziness. Express Boats, the all-welded aluminum bass boat, 96-inch beam, 21 feet of fury, fastest hole shot in the game. Again, I'm consistently blown away. I actually, Hudson got to laughing at me on Friday because I said, Outlet. I love my boat. <laughs> I do, man. I, I sincerely do. It's not hard to promote products you believe in. I know y'all know this by now that uh, I truly enjoy every minute I get to fish out of an Express. I don't have any complaints. Sea Deck is awesome. The tackle storage is amazing. 250 Yamaha show. They're exclusive with Yamaha. And I've never had a minute's issue with a Yamaha show. Top end speed is great. The fuel economy is great. Check them out at expressboats.com. If you get a chance, go to a dealer. Take a peek at one. Take a ride in one. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. Don't go to Mud Wrestling in Ybor City. If you take anything from this episode, I'm going to ask our guest today if he's ever been mud wrestling. And he, he, I have a feeling he would, uh, would definitely poke his head in some <laughs> mud wrestling. Uh, shout out to Easton Fothergill. He won the college bracket deal going to the Bassmaster Classic. And from everything I hear about this kid, well respected young man that's doing things the right way in college fishing. Has an incredible story. I want to try to get him on here in the next couple of weeks, so I look forward to that. Trying to uh, have a little sit-down conversation with Easton. He's from Montevallo University, but he was able to punch his ticket to the Bassmaster Classic. I think that's a really cool event, how they do that. Props to Bass. It's a little different angle to get in the Classic, 
it's a you know it's full of drama it's full of heartbreak we've seen some fantastic champions come out of that you know whether that be john garrett matt lee jordan lee so many andrew upshaw you know so many anglers have uh have been to the classic through that now and it's it's always a really neat event i got to watch a little bit of it so shout out to easton sounds like a young man that's overcome a lot in his life speaking of overcoming the odds overcoming the odds I did a piece on this guy last week. We weren't able to get our our wires connected, so to speak, for for an interview. And he's on the West Coast, and he he won the MPFL, and he he hit the road via plane. That makes sense to to nobody but me. But but anyways, Luis Fernandez is a guy that I met day one with the MPFL. A you follow. The first boots on the ground event we had, and I was immediately just drawn to his his personality. He's he's just larger than life, and he is the Bass Warrior. He's our most recent champion. He's a well deserving champion, and we're going to talk to him right now. Cannot wait to introduce you, low lifers. If you don't know him, you're fixing to to the Bass Warrior. As Fat Cat says, Lewis Fernandez. All right, as promised, I talked it up last week. There's one dude, one dude in the whole sport of professional bass fishing that can hold the name Bass Warrior. He is right here, and he is indeed that. What's up, Luis Fernandez, the Bass Warrior in the house on LBL? What's up, my dude? Man, I am, uh, I said this last week, and I said it uh, in the intro again this week. I am hey i'm so proud for you and of you but i'm proud to know you and uh and i hope you you know how how sincere i am in that and fat cat dude we were literally in the studio crying bro like we know what that meant to you and hell what it meant for us dude like it's three years of you're one of our dudes one of the ogs in the mpfl and to watch you in dramatic fashion because i mean it's the bass warrior it's going to be dramatic. Right? Always dramatic. Always, Always dramatic. dramatic. Right? And, dude, you hoisted that trophy, and, I, and we were just like, I don't know, man. It, it just it was such a great moment, and uh, I just want to say congrats again. And is it has it set in that you are a not only MPFL champion, but you added 100K to the bank account? I mean, has that hit you yet? I don't think it has, man. I think it was, it was just like you were saying, just so – in dramatic fashion and bass warrior fashion it's just like i never was one to like what you see is what you get and yes. the way i'm feeling i'm not hiding nothing and and it just it really hasn't set in yet but it's like it's like that win after it was all done it was like it was like i it was just a good feeling to do it for my friends and family and and everybody that's watched me grind my whole life and knowing that to win a tour level event was my dream. That's it. It wasn't the win the Bassmaster Classic. It wasn't. It wasn't no crazy dream. It was. I just wanted to win a tour level event in front of my friends and family and everybody. And it and it, it just happened. It was just magical. So magical. And the way it happened, the way it went down, the tie. I mean, oh man, kidding me, dude? Yeah, and like you save your best for last. You catch the best stringer of the, of your, the event on the final day. You know that you've caught all week. You do it with boats running all around your spot. People are screaming for the bass warrior out there. Dude, it was 
amazing. We we shared that clip on MPFL yesterday. I saw it again and relived it, but they were screaming. You were screaming. It was just so awesome, dude. Such oh, a great I, moment. I know. And to call and the way it went down. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I'm known, I'm known as frog and flipping grass. This you I would have never thought my first win would be a live scope deal. Never <laughs> with, with a spinning rod in my hand. Buddy, I would be lying to you if I said that I thought that that was a tournament that you would win once it came down to live scope stuff. Because I figured once once you said in practice, and I said this to you, you were like, first day was bad, and then you – because I, I love your social media. I keep up with everything that you post, and you were like, figured something out on day two. And I was like, dude, he's throwing a buzz bait up the river. <laughs> I mean, like, I just figured, like, all right, this is a Lewis-type tournament. It's going to be a grinder. And I told Fat Cat, I was like, dude, I got a feeling about the Bass Warrior this week just based off of his post. And you were up there. You were right outside the top 10 on the first day. Then you make a jump. And we didn't really know what you were doing until we talked to you. And you're like, yeah, live scope and drop shot. I'm like, what What did you just say? <laughs> right? Yeah, I never saw that coming, dude, because you are. You're frogging, flipping, big weight, chatterbait. We've seen you with a drop shot. Don't get me wrong. Right. I've seen you with a spinning rod. You're not a fr- you're super versatile. If I had to label you as anything, but dude, you love like we watch your passion just come out when you get to pick up some braid, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, I had in practice, I had the 12 inch glides on the deck. I had the 10 inch ospreys. I had the huddle spin out. I mean, I had dude all the big baits. And after day one, it's like that's why you're what are you doing put that stuff away put it away it's not gonna hurt just to put it away you know so i definitely had 30 rods on my deck in practice but uh once i dialed in that live scope thing and i didn't know like i found this spot in pre-practice here's how it went down i found this spot in pre-practice and i idled in pre-practice i idled literally loop one rod on the deck just to have fun every couple hours but I idled around for four to five days straight idling. I mean, if you look at some of my posts of two months ago, yeah. I was like doing stories like, help me. I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then during the first day of the tournament, I didn't know it was like the winning spot. I really didn't because I haven't had a chance to beat on them. So the first day I caught my limit by like 10 o'clock and I jumped like a four, four and a half pounder. And I left them, didn't even go back to them, just left them. Cause all I wanted was five bites to keep in the top 10 for AOI. Second day I caught my five by 10 o'clock and I lost like a six or seven, a giant. It was, it was big. I don't know how big, but it, I mean, it was that, that big one I caught on the last day. It, it trumped that one pretty good. And so that night I'm like, dude, you, you are on the winning spot. I mean, there's big ones out there. And so the third day, I was like, I get to just bang on them all day. And that's, you know, that, that's when the 15 pounds, nothing came off. You know, I, I think I lost a little two-pounder, but didn't hurt me. But, I mean, that's when the magic happened. I got to stay out there all day, and it was it was cool, man. It was so cool. It, it was, man. We, we have a lot of events with MPFL, and I know you get to go back and you watch a lot of our coverage. And it's so hard because we only do it for a few hours, right? And – it's hard to tell the story sometimes just because you really never know what can happen because you guys weigh in so late. If you're in the top 10, you, you've got four more hours. So we try to tell it the best we can. And we had a feeling special things were happening for you and Will 
because Trent was having a really bad day, right? Like we knew that. We knew Trent was having a very hard time. We could see that. But still, right. he had four hours left. And you got to think, all right, he's going to put it together at least somewhat at some point. He could. Those brush pile fish start firing that he was fishing for. But, dude, we are ending. I don't know if you've got to go back and watch or not, but we are ending live. This is no joke. We 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 do the kind of the same format. We come back to the studio with like six minutes to go. We close down the day. Then we throw it to highlights. Well, dude, as we are in studio, they get in my ear from the control room and say, Will Harkins has got a big one on. Oh, God. You want us to go to it. And I said, absolutely. So we end live. Harkins has got his biggest of the day. And you had just taken the lead unofficially right before that. And so we're like, Fat Cat and I are just looking at each other like, oh, my God, dude. And so we end live. We set up the weigh-in. And so a lot of times we know, we tech. We got a group text. Guys on the water, the twins are out there. Even when we go off live, we got an idea, you know, hey, what's going to happen? The last two events, Saginaw Bay, we had zero clue what was happening. Trent was about to break down. It was super tight. We still thought Patrick might have him, but we didn't know. And at this one, dude, we could have flipped a coin. We had no idea what was going to happen. And you roll in and you got – and Brad Fuller, this was so weird, so weird. He actually texts us and goes, boys – like we might have a tie. This is oh gonna my god. He actually texts us that and I'm like, whatever, dude. You're trying to build drama, you know, whatever. He's like, I'm serious, man. We might have a tie. This is gonna be really, really close. And I'm like, whatever. And when y'all weighed in and tied, Fat Cat and I are looking at each other like, what in the hell just happened right here? And I didn't know the tiebreaker. I did not Either. know the I didn't know it. I, I was you, like, I was, I was just saying. Yeah, I was tripping because I was like, because I had all year, I haven't had no dead fish. And I think last year, I had one dead fish. Total good fish care on my my side. But this tournament, I had one dead fish per day. And it cost me 12 ounces. So did, you, was, did you really? I didn't I know. I did. I did not know that. So I, I was like, it's a tie. Like, my dead fish. Like, oh, I'm like, man. oh, my gosh. I'm like. And then once Will Harkins came up to me and we're sitting there side by side i still didn't know i was like dude i hope they don't i hope it don't come down to you know fish care or something like that but when he told me he goes dude you got it and i go what do you mean he goes i think the tiebreaker is big bag but of the event and he goes i haven't had a bag over 14 pounds yet so that calmed the nerves a little bit but i still wasn't sure bro you i had no idea you had fish care penalty like i had no idea that's crazy, dude. I know what we're on I, pins and needles. <laughs> I know, dude. To lose one over six on day two, to lose a four or oh, one over four on day one, and then twelve ounces of dead fish penalties. I'm like, dude, I will not. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. I, yeah, yeah. Just the knot in my stomach, I would still have for like the next couple of years of losing by a couple ounces because of that. I would just be like, oh man. Let's talk about that, dude. So you you've been close. With the MPFL, you've been consistent. You you would have made our championship. Of course, you know, we, we canceled the championship in year one. You were right there. You were in the mix. We covered you in year one, I feel like, as much as we did anyone. Uh, and and like I said on here, I met, we covered you day one, bro. Like you day were, one. Guys, day one, we met you there at the weigh-in stage, and I was like, who the hell is this amazing? 
character in my life. Like I was so fired up and, and, and dude, we covered you the first day and Brad Fuller's like this guy right here, dude, you're on live fast warrior. You're flipping, you're chatterbaiting, you're catching them up. And I'm like, dude, this guy. And I told him that night, I was like, this is one of our dudes. Like, because we're all, we were all feeling it out. Right. It's new. Yep. You don't, there's a lot of unknowns. You had never been back East. Nope. You know, there's so many unknowns with the league, with everything. And here we are three years later, you're a freaking champ. We've covered you so much. And dude, this year, take the win away. You're having such a freaking incredible year. Consistency wise, dude, you've called them from the cold at Pickwick to Saginaw, like everywhere in between, but. And, and doing it my way. Yeah. That's doing what I was going to say. And, and I think that's what, and that's what's, this season is so special because I told myself at the beginning of the season, do it my way. Get yeah. away from the dock talk. Cause it's hard coming from California back East and you, you want to learn the lake so fast and you want to jump on the juice, everybody's juice. But, but sometimes, you know, sometimes that'll lead you down a rabbit hole that you, yes. you're just not going to climb out of this year. I said, dude, let's do it your way. A hundred percent. Even at Pickwick, I, I went, I wasn't on nothing special. I told myself, dude, how do you catch them fast? How, how do you do it? I crank. Let, yeah. let, let's just go start cranking. And we, and we caught them. Dude, our, that event. And we said it to you, you breaking down what you were doing and why you were doing it while you were cranking and how you were approaching your casting angles and all that. Like, it's just so good on live. It's what live is about to me, but you're such a great teacher because you're, it's a high pressure situation, but you're still breaking down what you're doing for the folks at home watching. And dude, I, I love that. And then what I, I, and you said this, you're always you. And I love the fact that, and I love this about your social media. And I've said this to fat cat many times. If you're pissed, you freaking say it. If you're super pumped, you say it. If you're like, this lake sucks, this is a bad event. You say it. If I mean, I love that, man. You never have to worry about what, what the Bass Warrior is thinking because you you lay it out there, man, and you're real. And I think it's a testament to who you are, dude. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's no there's no holding back with me. Even 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 the win, like it, it all came out, man. It was oh, crying. So I, I I I I thank the people that you know I wanted to thank on my first win, tears and all, and uh and even with my sponsors, man, even when I don't mention, you know, because all the excitement, the emotions, even my sponsors know how I get, not even for, for getting sponsors. They know, and and uh, they know it's me, and they know the heart I have, and they, they, they back me, and it's just, yeah, what you see is what you get. There's no hiding. There's no sugar and nothing for the sponsors. There's no sugar and nothing for the fans. It's me and my emotions. And uh, like you said, what you get is what you get. And it all comes out. And yeah, it's, it's cool. Dude, I, I saw, I've seen on social media, I've seen so many people that are like in your corner that have commented on the MPFL. It's so cool to see. Uh, i tell you what got me. Cause I, I met your son, Troy, before you brought Troy boy around in the MPFL. The first, I got to meet Troy. And uh, when you said, this is for you on stage, I lost it, dude. Like right there, being a dad and being a dad of fishing kids that love to fish and and they love their dad, right? Like Troy loves you and he keeps up, man. He's your number one fan, dude. Like I, like there's no doubt. And that moment, dude, it, it wrecked me because I mean, just in, like joy, but it's, 
it's just because you West Coast anglers, man, you guys do all. Let me let me let me back up. All pro anglers do put it on the line. Fat Cat sat right here in the studio and said that when he was here and we did the in-person episode. It's a roller coaster of a life if you choose it. But that being said, West Coast anglers that choose to play the game out east like you are choosing to, it's not easy, man. Not it's easy not at easy. all. Not it's, at all. It's not cheap. It's not easy. It's hard on your family. It's hard on you because I see the work you put in, dude. I see the pre You're talking about riding four or five days. I've seen that since 2021 with you. You don't just all the time just run back home, bro. You put in the work. You left your boat at my house. I've seen it myself personally. You're like, hey, bro, can I leave it here? I got to fly out of Nashville. Yeah, park, come park it at the Traveling Circus headquarters, buddy. Drop it off. Yeah. I've seen the work you put in, man. And talk a little bit about what that's like, though, for the people that might might not pay attention or take that for granted on what it's like trying to chase that dream of professional bass fishing that just takes place it seems like out east right so to start it off i mean you have to make a choice if you if if you go back east you have to do it and you have to do it 100 percent. you have to have the family to back you up you can't just say i'm gonna go fish back east and not have your support it, it just it just won't work. You have to have that support. Number one, if you don't have the support, you're just, you're chasing smoke. Yeah, man. N- number two, the mindset, the dedication, you know, I don't have, I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I'm not one of them, you know, you know, uh, rich kids, you know, everything I got, is, you know, hard work, dedication, you know, family support, you know, so w- w- when I made the, the, the choice to fish back East, it's like, dude, it's all or nothing. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Make it your life. Make it, you know, every, you know, just eat, sleep, fish, you know, tournament. Let's make it happen. So once I had the support on all that, the hard work's the easy part. I mean, it, it, it really is. If you dedicate yourself and you want it that bad, you're going to make it happen, you know. And uh, after the first year, just feeling it out, you know. And, and, and you know what the cool thing is, Luke, out of the whole thing, the cool thing is, is, you know, the support from the fishermen. Like you said, like when I, season one, I was like, I don't know where I'm going to leave my truck and boat. I'm going to wing it. And I mean, that's how bad I wanted it. I I didn't have a plan of where I'm going to leave my truck and boat after Alabama. You follow the, the first tournament. I didn't have a plan, but you know, that, that first day I met people I met and, since this day, I've always had a spot from somebody to keep my truck and boat around this country. That's the cool thing. That's like that's awesome. Man. That's the coolest thing out of this whole story is that the support from the fishermen and how bad they want you to succeed. That's why when when I won, it's like the weight off my shoulders of just giving, showing my friends and family and, and supporters like. I mean, this one's for you guys. Like, no doubt. Just, just the weight of that off my shoulders. Like going to Lanier now, I feel like I could breathe a little bit. Like, it's a whole different feeling now. I feel like, you know, the first title's cool. I mean, it, it's magical. I'll never forget it. But now, just the mindset I have now. Now it's like, dude, you could do it. You you could make a living. You you could really do it. And it, and it's just. 
it's like the monkey's off my back. Now let's go rack up some titles. Let's go. I mean, I, I, I've been through, you know, making the jump back east. I've been through, you know, the financial side of it. I've been through the whole of how everything works. And now it's now it's like, okay, let's let's go rack up some titles. Let's make some money. Let's um, let's Let's make some history right here so so the question of just how you know my feelings and and making the jump it's just um it it just gets easier now you you know and now and then and then like a lot of people don't know is um i bought a a place on on sam rayburn in texas what okay okay i didn't know that so so i bought that a year and a half i bought that a year and a half ago um so I'm, I'm investing in my future uh, of being back east, you know. So I'm waiting for Troy to get out of high school and, and you know make the jump and everything. But um, and and I and I don't even know if if you know I don't have no plans, nothing set in stone of what I'm gonna do. I just know I have property on Rayburn, and uh, and I'm investing in my future, you know. So it's just getting easier now. But without the without the support from like like you know when I hit you up that day, hey man, you know. Can kind of leave my stuff at your house. You're like open arms, no question, no hesitation at all, bro. I got you. Drop it off. Your stuff's safe. You know, call me. You know, call me a day in advance when when, when you come pick it up. You might have been missing some swim baits. I don't know. I took some inventory. Boys <laughs> boat. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I'm in there looking at glide bait. <laughs> oh, I got a collection of them. I think yeah, I showed you. You've given me some swimmers before. They're that are still in the boat. At this oh boat. yeah, in the boat. Man, that's uh, that it's. I'm always amazed, man, because obviously this is so many people their their dream, right? Pro fishing. It was my dream for a very long time, and I'm lucky to get to make a living in the industry. Am I doing it with a rod and reel as much these days? No, I'm not. But I, you said before we started recording, you wear a lot of hats, my dude, and I and I do, man. I I do to make it to make it happen. But it's one of the reasons that I started this show is I love the stories, and I love the stories, and and it doesn't matter what you do in life outside of outside of the fishing world, whether you're a plumber and you've got a story, I want to hear that, right? Like I've just always loved your bartender. If you're a musician, if you're, you know, but, but certainly fishing and, and people in the outdoors and musicians are kind of what I I tend to gravitate towards, but you, you just, man, from day one, like I said, your story always intrigued me. And I, and I had a guy, uh, hit me up at ICAST that, that year, that first year. And he said, you better watch the Bass Warrior. He said, that guy is an absolute hammer. I ran into an ICAST, and he said, I know you know this by now. You've seen him at a few events, but he's like, that dude is so legit. It will blow your mind. And, dude, it, that's how it's been. You've stuck with the league through thick and thin. You are one of our superstars. I know people, when we first started, they're like, well, who am I going to watch on MPFL? I don't know anything getting on the keyboards, right? I don't know any of these people. By God, you don't know the Bass Warrior. You're going to. <laughs> the Bass Warrior is the man. Dude, tell us a little bit about, so I know your life, if you don't care to share, man, but your life's been, you are the Bass Warrior because you have fought, right? Like that you have fought trials and tribulations in your life. It's been a roller coaster, right? To this point, to to be in fishing, then you were out of it for a little bit, and to be back and to be out east kicking ass, like, hasn't been easy it hasn't it hasn't been at all um 
everything I got, you know, hard work, hard work, hard work. I'm not the smartest tool. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Like my vocabulary is, I think Troy has a bigger vocabulary than I do. <laughs> but hard work, <laughs> yeah, but hard work is definitely what I got. And um, I, I, I kicked myself in the butt because I should have made the jump back East in my twenties a while ago, you, you, you know, but Fishing out in California, fishing the U.S. Opens, fishing the National Guards, the FLWs, the BFLs, all that, I think, has primed me for fishing back east. But um, And then having the family, of course, you, you, you know, having the family and stuff. But um, it, it, it hasn't been easy um, working construction for, you know, since I've been 18 years old, 20, you know, 20 odd plus years. You know, work just saving money, saving this, saving that, and then for to go back east. You know, sponsors. I mean, you know, if anybody sponsors, it's hard. And that's my only fault is uh, the social media thing. The you know that side of it because I think uh, up to three years ago, I didn't have Facebook or or Insta. Yeah. I had a couple sponsors hit me up and say, "Bass Warrior, we love you. We we love the heck out of you." But you have to have Facebook. You have to have Instagram. I mean, Share who you are with the people, right? You, yeah. yeah. So that side of it, I'm still learning. You, you, you know, um, it's getting a little easier, but but just the tech side of it's a little difficult for me. And then, uh, but other than that, you know, it's getting easier now. And I'm at the point where, you know, a couple more years of construction, building out that Texas property. So I have some income coming in where I could just fish full time. I could fish, you know. MPFL, you know, tour. I could fish, you know, pit cherry pick Toyota series. Um, I could do all that stuff here in a couple more years after I build that, you know, Texas property out. You know, my plan on there is, you know, building it out to an RV park type deal. So I have the oh, income wow. coming okay. in. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I want, it's, you know, basketball lodge and RV. <laughs> that little, little plug. I like it. Get it in there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, after that's all done, you're going to see a lot more of me. You're going to see a lot more videos coming from, you know, me. And, you know, I I'm, I know you guys uh, know Johnny Z, one, Chris Aldane. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's one of my best friends, and he can't wait. He's counting down the days where we could just film all day, do sponsor stuff all day, you, you know. But I'm not jumping, no. I'm not, you know, jumping ahead of myself. I'm doing it right, step by step, you know, finishing out my construction career, you know, finishing out Troy's High School, you know family you know my family comes first taking care of them and then you know in a couple of years we'll be doing this full time and i can't wait to start doing the, the the filming the videos the uh you know i know nothing about it but that's why i got johnny z i mean he, <laughs> he's the man he's the man with, with man. the lens and uh that's what i can't wait for so yeah man i i think that uh that's such an investment in your future, what you're talking about with Rayburn. And I think that just speaks to how this is. And I always say you gotta be, you gotta be obsessed with bass fish. You gotta be obsessed with whatever it is you want to accomplish in life. But to be a professional angler, you gotta be obsessed with it. If you're not, you are going to get rolled by the wave of professional fishermen that are obsessed with it. If you go in half at all, you're gonna get rolled. And you're definitely one of those guys that it's all you think about. Uh, but I do find it interesting. There's so many MPFL anglers that are like this. You win the event, and and our buddy Dustin Wilkie was like, he, hell, he's got an 8.30 flight back out west, you know, tomorrow morning. And 
I think so many people don't realize that about MPFL pros or even elite series pros or BPT pros. A lot of them, even though they say they fish full time, they've got other crap going on in life. Oh, hundred percent. When the, the MPFL, you know, circus closes up the trailer and rolls on, you guys are like, you're going to work construction, man. You're flying back out West so you can work to make money to come back East for a chance to win money. That is chasing a dream. That's paying your dues if I've ever heard it, man. And, and now have you been with kind of the same construction crew for a long time out West or have you bounced around? Do you have folks that, that, I mean, obviously you've got some support out there from people that are like, Hey, yeah, it's cool to stop what you're doing. Or do you do your own thing? Do you run your own construction crew? So, so to make the jump back East, I, I've had, I got a, con- a contractor's license and I've had my own, own company. So, with me, I just cherry pick my jobs for myself, but then I also run uh, projects for another company, cherry pick those, and then also another company, I cherry pick those. So I'm not just a normal worker. I, you know, I run projects and stuff, but now making the jump back east, it's on my time. It, okay. It's because that's the only way you're going to make it work. You can't have, you can't be a, you know, work for a company, you know, a nine to fiver and expect to leave, you know every you know six weeks you're gone two to three weeks it, it just won't happen so i cherry pick my own personal jobs and then i also help out two other companies run their projects so it works out i mean it it works out and if you don't have that you'll never make the jump back east you have to have your finances like i said but you know at the beginning of this deal your support is number one down to your family down to your you know your fine your your work your, your job if you don't have your support lined up, you, I mean, you might as well hang it up because when you get to that tournament, that's all you're going to be thinking about back home is, you know, this, 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 you're, you know, your mind's not going to be on that tournament. That's and bad. I'm just, I'm lucky enough to have good family support. You know, my kids are taken care of when I'm gone. You know, my family's taken care of, you know, the bills are paid, you know, the jobs are all lined up, you know, and it, it just, everything's good. And I think that's helped me out in season three where, I got it so good right now. Knock on wood. I got it so good. At, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the wheels just in line, you know, going straight that, um, that I'm able to free up that mind. I'm able to pre-practice those five days and worry about nothing at home, worry about nothing in the bank account. Just think about fishing. And I think that helped me this year is just a big, a big player of just when I get to these tournaments, it's, you know, it's like, like sometimes even this last tournament, you know, after the tournament, I'm like, what day is it? I don't even know what day is it because I'm so in tune with the tournament. Yeah. Like you don't even know what day it is. And that's, that's where you have to be though, to win. You have to just put everything behind you and just focus on the task at hand. No you doubt know? about it, man. No doubt about it. And and I love that because I think I'm sure you've seen this on social media, but people are always like, I don't understand how these guys do it. How do they pay entry fees and how do they? And, and then there's this misconception that all sponsor money. When you decide to fish big tournaments, it just falls from the heavens and everybody's (laughs) last boat. So I love, I love that because that's something I always try to do on the show is pull the curtain back and show people what it takes to chase a dream. And you just won your first title but it's and, and it's just the beginning though. Like this is just, in my opinion, the first step towards a fantastic career, man. Because 
The last two years have been a roller coaster for you. I know you and I have talked about it. It's not always been easy. The years leading up to that weren't easy, Mm -hmm. right? And you are a survivor, dude. Like you are. You got to want it. I mean, you have, like, like you said, you have to be obsessed with it. You have to just want it. If you want it, there's no stopping you. you'll you'll make you'll make it work with the sponsors you'll make it work it's just how bad do you want it and i want it (laughs) you want it man there's no doubt about it you want it so so let's talk moving forward though so mpfl again in 2024 i'm assuming i mean you you are talk about why so because i find this interesting too and i've never asked you this so of all the trails out east because there are a lot there are a lot and and I did a whole podcast last week about MPFL. So people are going to be like, oh, great. Again, the company man's here, you know, uh, company man, Luke. But why Pro Circuit, Toyotas, Bassmaster Opens, what was it in year one for you that that made the MPFL attractive in 2021 and here three seasons later through the roller coaster that the MPFL has been at times? What makes it the trail for you? So when, when I first got introduced to the MPFL, I had my seat for the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Okay. I had it. It was either the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, or the MPFL. And, I, you know, I prayed on it for, you know, a few weeks. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to the MPFL. It's a new organization. We, no one knows nothing about it, you, you, you know. But a new organization, you start out on the right foot. You know, you become one of the stars, you build relationship with it. And if it, if this thing takes off, you're one of the first guys, you're, you're one of their stars. You're one of their, you're part family with them. And don't get me wrong, MLF, you know, you know, cool MLF, but you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of different stuff over on that side that, that and and me if, if anybody knows me i'm a no bs kind of guy i'm a no you know black is black white is white i don't like riding on the fence i don't like you know you know i say what's on my mind and that you know so mpfl made sense to come down to it It just made sense i told myself i'll give it a year let's try it if not I, I, you know there's other paths i could take but after that first year lou after that first year I'm like, oh, this is it. This is probably the best circuit I've. The only thing that ever came close to the MPFL was the National Guards out west, way back in the day. It's a great trail, yeah. It was. It was a good trail. Hundred, hundred grand for first. You know, you know, ten grand for fiftieth. It was a good trail. But the MPFL after that first season, I said, this is it. This is the cat's meow. I want. I want to be here every year. I want, and it's just going to get better. And it has. Look, look, look at season three, flawless. This trail has ran flawless. I have, I'm not going to no, drop no names, but there's a couple big names that fish our league that are, are like <laughs> that fish other leagues that are like, this is the best circuit hands down in the country right now. And, and we just wish other people could experience this. And I think, and I told, I was talking to Mike Como. I said, dude, after all the little hiccups we had in MPFL and this and that, I said, dude, if we get by season three, there will be a waiting list out that door for season four and on. We'll, we'll have the best circuit and and look and look what's happening. There's a waiting list. You know, season three, we blew the doors off this place. It's ran flawless. I mean, I mean. And you talk about battling, man. You you're a warrior. 
you know, hard times are, are nothing for a hustler, right? Like they're just not no step for a stepper, as they say. And they could have just folded the doors up this year. They had 70 something boats. They could have said the hell with it. And I had the exact same conversation with Brad and Mike Como that you said you did. I'm like, look, man, if you guys can get through year three with all the crazy folks going to the bass opens and folks jumping to the pro circuit and all that, you can get through that. I think the dust will settle and people are going to see what you guys have to offer and year four will be our best year yet. That's just my opinion. And they put their money where their mouth was and they're like, okay, with 70 guys, we're going to pay 76 guys. We're going to pay and gals shout out SHP shout out Stephanie. Yeah. But we're going to play a hundred grand first place and we're going to rock and roll. We're going to continue live coverage and man, they've done it. Like you said, been a crazy year amazing events i mean the last two alone have been in my opinion two of the greatest pro fishing events from a storyline perspective ever man you got number one and two riding in in the same boat at saginaw their roommate <laughs> one ounce after trent gets beat there by an ounce last year then you got you and will tying up you got the the, the rookie 20 year old tying the veteran bass warrior for his first win with looking like Trent Palmer is going to go back to back. I mean, bro, like these storylines are crazy. It's so sick. And for fishing fans, and this one I said last week was kind of the the subject of the podcast was like, dude, if you're not watching NBFL and keeping up with it, like shame on you because the drama is there. The storylines are there. The great fishermen are there. And dude, it's only going to get better. Like you said, I believe there's a little bit of a waiting list for next year. And you talked about a couple big names we've got fishing. And I hate to say the word big names because I don't want to take away from anybody right. that's with us all three years. But I'm talking about these guys that are, quote, household names in the sport. There right. are several more of them peeking through the blinds and dipping their toe in the water for next year that I think if everything comes together, the roster for next year might blow fishing fans away from what oh, I'm yeah. Now, I don't know. You know, there's a lot to be decided. Uh, I think we're getting really close to the schedule announcement. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be very different, and I think it's going to be a really cool 2024. But, man, Bass Warrior, dude, you've got a chance. There's still one left this year to win another 100K. And let's talk about that championship, which is Lake Amistad in 2024. That's a very, in my opinion, Bass Warrior kind of lake right Bro. like western ish have you ever fished it before i've never fished amistad but if you look at my all my career earnings out here in cali it's all pre-spawn my big ones all pre-spawn all february march i mean that's my forte when they told me amistad i'm like oh yeah that's cool and then a month later someone's like dude it's it that that's your type of de- bite that's springtime i'm like what do you mean springtime because i thought it was like in november well, that's what we originally yeah me too but now they're like sending it full send <laughs> and i'm like what i'm just chomping at the bit i'm like dude put me anywhere in this country in february and and my juices are just like oh yeah. dude i'm ready it sets up i mean all the youtubes i've watched all the past tournaments i've watched it it's a it sets up for a California angler. It just does. I mean, look at Ish, the first elite ever. Yeah, that's right. First elite ever. A Western boy took that down on Amistad. Right. 
That's right, dude. It's a very, uh, I've never been on it. Like you said, I've watched a lot uh, on it. I've got several friends that have been, and it is, it's a, it's not a Texas fishery in the no. way it looks and feels. And it very much looks like it could be in Arizona, right? Or yep. somewhere out there. Uh, but I mean, swim bait. I mean, come on. It's a swim bait yeah. lake. I mean, it's a true swim bait lake. It is. Like a lot of people think, oh, swim bait, swim bait, swim bait. So a little ball head, two inch, three inch swim bait. No, we're talking it's a swim bait lake. Your six, seven, eight, nine inch, ten inch swim baits, you know, your gliders, you know, your ospreys, huddies, you know, it's a true swim bait lake, you know. So that's I, I you know, I get I get goosebumps for that. I mean, it's a shallow deal. It's a shallow deal. It's got big ends, you know, it's it's a clear lake vibe type deal, little have a vibe type deal. You know, so I mean, I, I can't wait for it, dude. I, I really can't. Um, Did I, you like low lifers at home feel the energy right there when Lewis got to talk about swim baits and all that? See, that's why I said, I can't believe you won with a drop shot. Did you see how excited my man got? <laughs> <laughs> we love those swimmies. <laughs> <laughs> that's how West Coast is coming out right there. Oh, that, dude. It, I think that's going to be a really neat event for us. 25 anglers. Fishing for a hundred k, everybody gets a check for showing up, but uh, you got to beat twenty four other dudes to win a, another hundred k. Like, like you said, you got the you got the confidence rolling now. Looking forward to the spring, I'm sure you're like, bring it. Oh, bring it! Just I can't wait for that one. That one is that one really got my attention. You know, I really wanted to make the championship just for this one. Um, I think we'll. I, I think it's the closest we'll get to California. I mean, did you see that? Did you see my story though yesterday? No. The the, the Clear Lake story. Thirty seventh place right now at the championship at Clear Lake. Thirty seventh place, twenty pounds. No 20 way. Points. Welcome back, Clear Lake. Right. I mean, that's, that's a, well. I, I tagged. I tagged the MPFL. I'm okay. like hashtag Western Swing. Western Swing. <laughs> Well, you remember when they first started, they had their grand plan and, and they were like, all right, well, you know, year one, we're going to go to these lakes in these regions. And then year two, we're going to go to these. And the West Coast was definitely involved in their plans. Now, that being said, plans change and, and scheduling. And you know this from talking to those guys, but it's the hardest thing we do, trying to Absolutely. get a good schedule. Absolutely. But I would dare say you will see, not next year, you won't see it next year. But you will see MPFL go west. There's no way they won't. I believe they will. They want to. They want to do it. And, uh, you know, we would have to go, I feel like, for two events, right? Like, you'd almost have to go for like back-to-back a, events. Like a Delta Clear Lake. Yeah. Like Delta just, one week, Clear Lake later. And yeah. and I'll tell you this, though. When the anglers get out there, I guarantee 100% most of them will say this is the best fishing i've ever done in my entire life 100 percent, hands down i mean i mean look at the weights now 37th place 20.20 pounds what's leading that deal huh what's leading that deal i think 29 28 is leading it but it look at luke it's still if they if if the championship would have been like three weeks later over there the weights would have been even better it's still it's still hot up there it's still the water temp's still hot that's like a summer deal that's and the and, and the weights are like that. Unbelievable. When, when that water starts to cool, when that water starts to cool, like late October, early November, 
that's when you get the 36 pound bags, the 37 pound bags. You know, you're in the, the top 10, you'll need over 30. 100%. I hope you're watching Brad Fuller. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Western. Yeah, hashtag Bass Warrior wants us to go out west. And look, I think, you know, the only challenge for them is like we mentioned, so many of our anglers have to, like you, they have to turn around and go back to whatever reality is, right? Whatever the nine to five is once the MPFL event ends. So it would be hard potentially to do back to back West Coast turns, but I know they want to get out there at some point. But, you know, you're talking Cali Lakes, dude. But you also mentioned a lake like Havasu is a freaking great time, it looks like. I've never yeah. been out there. You've got so many Havasu. lakes in like Idaho now that are popping off. You've got Mojave where the U.S. Open's coming up. Last year was freaking insane. Like There are so many lakes out there that are just amazing bodies of water that, that we need to go check out. And look at, uh, you mentioned the U.S. Open Mojave. Look at last year, Spencer Shuffield. Almost yeah. won the thing, never been on Mojave. Yeah, never been on it and almost took down the U.S. Open title. Yep. I think he lost by you know ounces to Josh Bertrand. Yep, Josh so, Bertrand is uh he's a he's a tough he's a tough one to deal with on some of those Arizona lakes out here. Oh yeah, he cut he definitely cut his teeth on Mojave, Havasu, you know all the Arizona lakes, you know. But even even if then Pitbull said you know um, you know we understand the travels this and that. You know, let's have the championship at Clear Lake or something yeah, like that'd that. Be cool. That'd be cool too. That would be a championship that no one would ever forget. I mean, it would be record-breaking weights. Um, you know, it would be a lot of drama, a lot of big, big, big fish catches. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the videos of Steve Kennedy when he was uh, throwing the hoodie on. He yeah. was throwing the hoodie on a flipping stick. It wasn't even a slim bait rod. He was throwing it on a flipping stick. I mean, 120 some pounds. I mean, it's. It's crazy. That's the one um, where Gerald caught the uh, the one had one eye, big ten pounder over there. The famous clip of G yep. G Man. With that's when all the that's when all the rednecks from Alabama figured out how to throw swim baits. <laughs> <laughs> right, was that week. sticks. Yeah, man, it was that week, man. It's a uh, it's a spectacular fishery, and I do miss. You know, I've talked about it. I on here a lot. I do miss those Western swing tournaments for bass and for all the leagues. And I know there's a fan base out there. Uh, a and then there's a lot of tournament fishermen out there that want to see that, and I see it every time a schedule gets posted. Hey, it's another East Coast year. I get it, but financially though, just like for you coming this way to take the majority of the field out there, it's a lot of money, right? I mean, it just is, and it's it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of time away, and I know talking to a guy like you, you're like cry me a freaking river, man. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, when ninety percent of your customer base lives out east it makes it a lot harder uh to do that and to get your crew out there and everything but i think we'll pull it off one of these days with mpfl i think you'll see that man i hope i hope um just just for the anglers too just to give them that experience of you know calling five pounders (laughs) just to give them that experience and uh and like i said it's not it's not a lake where you're gonna have you know five of your top guys catching them I mean, the whole, whole, whole turn, every angler is going to catch them. Everybody will be on them. So I just want to give, give them that experience. And I know it'll come. I I know. And I know the MPFL is going to take, I mean, it's growing. It's be, it's, it's becoming, you know, bigger than we thought. I mean, um, so I know, I know it'll come. Yeah, man. Well, it's getting, it's getting, it's growing. Thanks to guys like you. Thanks for, 
for you know all the anglers that have supported us for three years and have shared your life with us have shared your your passion have have given us i mean dude on camera it's fat cat and i are always fist bumping we're like hey dude we got bass warrior on camera today because we know what we're gonna get man like we're not we're not worried about oh this guy's not gonna talk he's not gonna break down what he's doing it's what live fishing is all about when we get you on camera man so yeah and i can't thank you enough for being a part of the league because look dude it's giving a guy like me a chance to 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 work in an industry I've always loved and, and to find my place, right? Like in, in this world and uh, running my mouth just happens to be where, where it's at. <laughs> and I love it, man. I love it. But you I, do uh, it so good, bro. You do it so good. I appreciate that, man. I enjoy it so much. And I've enjoyed getting to know uh, all the MPFL pros over the last three years. And, and next year is going to be uh going to be something to say the least oh it's right, fireworks oh dude that's right yeah with gasoline real close by it's going to be interesting to see what happens all right give me give me some final thoughts here as we wrap it up for the low lifers you got one left lake lanier you fish shasta a lot you fish some should we be worried about the Bass Warrior going back to back. Should the anglers of the league be worried that the Bass Warrior got his first win and he's wanting a second one? Should we be worried about that? I, I'm I'm gonna fish it. First of all, everybody knows me. I don't fish chicken. Yeah, I don't, that's right. I don't. You I don't. do not fish chicken. I don't care if I'm second in points, only a point behind. I never fish chicken. I, I fish to win every dang tournament. But Lanier is. I'm going there with you know, with my swim baits, with my, you know, with all the information I got off YouTube, this and that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm going to fish to win for sure. I'm going for five big ones. I'm not, uh, you won't, you won't see me on the bank. You know, I'll be out there live scoping for those big ones in 20 to 50 foot of water, swim baiting, you you know, doing, doing all that. So, um, I, I mean, I hope it sets up. I mean, I've never been there. I hope it sets up like Shasta. I heard it really doesn't in a way because yeah. our our Shasta spots are trout eaters. They set up different. These one, these spots are herring chasers. Um, but I am going for first. I, I'll tell you that I'm fishing to win. You know, I'm not. You won't see me on the bank with a with a spinning rod in my hand. Um, not that time of the year. No, no Ned rig for the Bass Warriors. No, no Ned rigs. You'll see all swim bait rods big top water rods um and i'll and i'll go fish for first um but uh and another thing i i can afford to do that right now like yeah, i'm in the championship playing with, playing with house money right now points wise uh, and you got the win yep so it, i think i'm a little bit more dangerous um when when you when you think of that um and then uh and then i just can't get i i can't get i can't wait for amistad you know that's that's the one that's the one Lanier, I'm I'm going there with a good mindset, swim bait rods and all that, but um, get get me through and and let's get to Amistad. I love it, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, low lifers, one and all, you have been introduced officially to the damn Bass Warrior. Make sure you're following him on all social media. This guy's the man, and he's going to be around this sport for a very, very long time. Luis Fernandez, you're the man. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Love you, bro. Love you, dude. All right, that's all she wrote with the Bass Warrior. I hope you all enjoyed that. He is a true joy. He is an amazing angler with a fantastic story, and I appreciate him taking time out to join us here 
on low budget live the not so live variety been wanting to do one with him for a long time and it just worked out because he is the champ Luis fernandez make sure you're following him on all social media thanks to you low lifers for tuning in each and every week no matter the guest no matter the subject line whether there is a guest whether there's not i really appreciate you guys i appreciate the the feedback it's overwhelming that uh, this many folks enjoy this craziness here in the bar and grill. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues as always. And I'm going to see y'all next week. See you. Jackson Town to Tupelo. I never could make it last. Spanish Moss and Civil War Ghosts. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there